Welcome to Kirti Kundalini Podcast, where we discuss spiritual insights, tips, and tools for exalted living. Now, let me just preface by saying that I am not a doctor, nor am I qualified really in any way to be giving you advice, medical or otherwise, but I'm here to share a candid discussion about my own journey through trauma recovery and emotional energetic healing. On this podcast, I'll be sharing with you an ideological perspective guided by my own interpreted inspirations. What is she talking about? Tune in, you'll find out. These inspirations have and continue to give me relief from suffering and the tools to live a life I love. My name is Leah Gibson. Welcome. Hey guys, welcome back to Kirti Kundalini Podcast. This is episode 3.2, the counterpart to what we started with, episode 3, on the topic of passion. Now, I talked a lot in the first part of this episode, part one, on some of the channeled ideas about the topic of passion. In this second counterpart, I'm going to recap, as always, on some of the things that I talked to you about. And then I'm going to lead you through the tool set of this episode and guide you through a Kundalini Kriya practice. This is one of my ultimate favorite Kriyas. I feel like I say that a lot, (laughs) but honestly, this one is really powerful. So let's jump into the recap. Now, in the first counterpart to this episode, I started off by sharing with you an experience that I had of receiving a channeled insight on this query. And I received it when I was in relaxation, when I was in Shavasana at the end of a sadhana practice. And it was the word tapa that came through to me. And I sat up and was like, oh my God, I know exactly what this means. Again, I had lightly posed a query on how can we elicit an experience of passion within the self when we're feeling less than great? And tapa was the one word channeled answer. And as I dove into the concept a little bit more and worked with the guides and dialogue a little bit more deeply on the topic, they shared with me an idea of based around energetic metabolization so that when we create heat in the physical system, they showed me the idea metaphorically of a metabolization of the energy in the system, how it created a particular chain of reactions physically and the physiological functioning of the system that shifts the overall frequency of our physical embodiment. Now they show it to me as like, they show me a lot of metaphors with colors changing and they show it to me, they're showing me this chemical reaction in a color change as if, which represents essentially a frequency shift. And so they're showing me that when we engage in these physical actions, in particular in exercising kriyas, kundalini kriyas are working the physical body in a repetitive nature in ways that target specific areas of the body with the repetitive action that incurs heat in a precise area of the system. And this causes intentionally targeted change in the overall body, most specifically targeting a chakra system, a chakra within the overall system, which of course shifts the balance of the whole organism. Oh, wait, 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 wait a second. What's a chakra, Leah? Ooh, good question. Okay, without going 
too deeply into the topic because honestly, there is just so much that could be said about the chakras. But uh, if you're new to this idea, chakras are a reference to the seven major energy centers along the spine of a human body. There are actually many, many more chakras in the physical system, but classically speaking, in energetic ideologies of long ago, there has been understood to be seven major energy centers along the base of the spine. The term chakra means wheel. So they're kind of seen metaphorically as being a wheel that spins and vibrates a particular frequency. These seven chakras run from the base of the spine to the crown of the head to above the crown of the head. I won't go into the details about each one right now, but all you need to know is that each of these energy centers have a particular frequency, a particular quality. They're actually associated with a particular color, each of them. And the organs in our physical system that are closest to each of these seven chakras are energetically linked to carrying out the function associated with this energy center in the body. This is one way to me, like I just find it so profound the intricate dynamic relationship between our energetic self and our physical self and how they relate through the energy centers of the body into the physical organism, the relationship to the organs closest to these energy centers and our emotional experience, our hormonal balance, and our overall experience of well-being in the physical system is related to healthy functioning, a balanced functioning of all seven chakras. So when I refer to chakra, with regards to working kundalini yoga kriyas. Kriyas in particular, as I've mentioned, are physical movements that target particular regions of the body in precise manner to shift the energetic functioning to target a particular chakra or chakras within the system. This disruption again of the energetic patterning creates a reaction in the physical form to allow the chakra system to rebalance. In this way, we can strengthen what may need some attention and then sometimes even ground an overly excessively functioning chakra by working in this way also. So that's just my parentheses explanation so that you can understand what we're doing with the Kundalini Kriyas. So when we engage in a particular Kundalini Kriya, for instance, which is not the only way to shift the chakra system, but it is a precise manner catered to do exactly this. We will feel the difference overall in our system. We will feel the sensations in the felt sense in our shifted frequency. And then we actually experience this in an emotional shift as our hormones are rebalancing, as our nervous system is re-regulating. And with committed practice, as we have been discussing in the previous episode, continuing to engage in these precise practices, these ancient technologies, which allow ourselves to reorganize the automated programming that our physical organism has developed in response to environment. And we get to choose by enforcing our own free will to engage in these energetic practices, becoming the energetic alchemist to shift within the organism, engaging in committed practices that align us to a balanced experience within our physical form in ways that are completely uninhibited by our programming, the energetic patterning that has resulted from past trauma. And through the real commitment to this work, this is how we transform ourselves. This is how we transform ourselves. It starts with the physical system. This is how we become excellent 
through these choices of committing ourselves wholeheartedly day in, day out to our own personal transformation. This is how it's done. I channeled again, I dialogued again with my guides tonight to see if there was anything else they'd like to share in honor of this recap. <laughs> and they actually so much as said to me, look, you're asking us to describe something in a way that you term passion as if it's a standalone topic. And ultimately, we can't really explain something in a deducible manner with this standalone explanation for what you call passion, because it is not the way that we perceive and not the way that neutrally humans function. They went on to describe that the greater picture at play here is the conversation of an emotional experience within the physical system. And in keeping in mind that humans are all energetic beings, that we may experience our direct reality most often in emotional well-being, and we may term our experience with an emotional quality, an emotional label, but ultimately those are words that we use to describe an ever-shifting, ever-moving experience of energetic flux. They went on to explain that this flux is of course, always moving. And our experience of emotional wellness is particularly related to the way that energy is patterning in our physical form. They then went on to explain that to feel a heightened emotion, one of joy, one of exaltation, I use that word a lot, it's probably my favorite, <laughs> one of deep peace, one of deep connection. These are expansive high frequency vibrations of energetic patterning that we feel as a direct experience when we're living in an expanded state of being, when we're openly expressive. And most particularly, they explained to me when we are functioning with an elevated frequency. This is really important because our soul nature, our energetic true nature is this frequency. And so when we are feeling distressed in the physical physical system emotionally, they explained to me that this is due to us contracting within the physical form or experiencing contraction within the physical form energetically related to energetic patternings that are taking place within our physical system that have been building momentum in a way responsive to the environment around us. So the offering then is to remember that these contractions in the physical form are not our true nature. I say this a lot, but this is the teaching again that they've given me today. And they really wanted to have me be clear about recognizing and understanding that aggravations we may feel emotionally can incur an instinct to want to disengage, check out, distract ourselves from the sensation, which is ultimately the term is coming forward to disembody. We want to like disengage from this uncomfortable situation in the body and check out. But the invitation is, and they're, and they're being really clear about this, is we can remain present with the sensation and shift it on purpose through the 
process of energetic alchemy, which is what I teach in these Kriyas, open up the energetic patterning that is taking place in the physical system, disengaging this patterning that is causing us aggravation, constriction, ennui, and a disconnection from our passion. And as we open up the energetics, disrupting these patternings that have been set in place because of our own attritions with environment, we deliver ourselves to Shunya, that deep reservoir of peace, opening up to guidance, intuition, inspiration, bright action. And we become much more open to receiving the high frequency of that which we really truly are. And then when we act from this place, when we act within the physical form as a conduit of this high frequency, which is our true nature, the experience becomes heightened. The experience becomes exalted. The experience becomes living in the flow of an impassioned life. Again, just to recap the recap, when we're feeling a disconnection from our passion, stay with the body, stay with the body. Bring your attention and focus to the physical sensations within the body. Choose to exercise, engage a kriya, an activity, active engagement to disrupt the energetic patternings that can sometimes be referred to as body armor, tension in our musculature, which redirects our energy to close off in, in, in contraction. We open up the system. We disrupt these energetic patternings to open. We receive in deep stillness. We fill our physical embodiment with the high frequency of that which we really truly are. And we act and move through the world with this expansive nature. This is the process of energetic alchemy. This is the way of the warrior because it's challenging. But ultimately, it is always our choice. And I will hand you a powerful tool today. One that really helps you get there. And so I'm really excited to be sharing with you a very powerful Kriya in honor of this episode's channeled insight. So as always, right before we transition into the experiential portion of this podcast, I invite you at this time to, if you are multitasking, pause the episode now and come back to it when you have time to give your full focus and attention. This is not the time to multitask if you're really intending to engage in the exercise, especially if you're driving or doing something that requires your focus. Pause now and join me when you have some time, not only for safety's sake, of course, but also because you really want to give this practice your intention, right? The first form of commitment is the commitment of command as we engage in this transformational work. You really truly consecrate it. You imbue it with your creative capacity when you mean it. So I invite you to give yourself the space to do that. So we're going to start as always by tuning in with the Adi Mantra and the Mangala Charn, tuning in, connecting to the golden chain the wisdom and knowledge of these teachings, and then the protective Mangala Charn. So let's begin. The Adi Mantra, we're going to chant three times. Ong Nemo Gurudev Nemo. I bow to the infinite wisdom within. Hands together at heart center in prayer. Ong Nemo Gurudev Nemo. 
Om Namo Gurudev Namo Om Namo Gurudev Namo And then the Mangala Charan, the shield of protection with each recitation, imagining a wall of shimmering white light falling at your right, behind you, at your left, and in front of you, encircling you three times. Ad Grenima, Jugat Grenima, Sat Grenima, Siri Grudevenima, Ad Grenima, Jugat Grenima, Sat Grenima, Siri Grudevenima, Ad Grenima, Jugat Grenima, Sat Grenima, Siri Grudevenima. Inhale your breath, eyes closed. Imagining that full protection around you. Satna, now we can begin. So the Kriya that I want to lead you through, there are thousands of Kriyas in Kundalini Yoga, and some of them function in in different ways. Some of them have multiple parts to them, multiple poses, multiple steps. This is one example of a Kriya that has one step, and we repeat it. For 11 minutes. I'm just going to real talk you right now. This, this Kriya is really hard. <laughs> okay. It's hard. And for 11 minutes, like you might begin it and be like, what? <laughs> you might be like, she's crazy for thinking that anyone could do this for 11 minutes. Look, look, I know it's hard. It's also effective. So this is how we just, we rest if we get tired and then we continue. Okay. But I'm telling you right now, it's, it's challenging. It's simple because it's one action, but it's challenging, but it's effective. Oh man. Okay. So get ready. Wrap your head around that. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to walk you through. I'm going to explain how it works. I'm going to walk you through the steps and then I'm going to invite you to pause it, set a timer for 11 minutes, which is the duration of the full length of this Kriya. And you're going to pause the podcast during that time. You're going to complete the Kriya for 11 minutes. Then you're going to re-engage with the podcast and I will lead you through the closing. Okay, got that? Great. So this Kriya is called meditation to open the lock of the heart center to increase the power of the infinite within. Big title. It's titled meditation, but it is essentially, it is a Kriya. It's a physical movement. So this Kriya is one repetitive action that we repeat again and again. And it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a hybrid between if you were to do a peekaboo to a child and a peck fly. (laughs) That's, that's, that's how I would describe this Kriya. So we want to begin with, we want to begin with bending your elbows, placing your hands in prayer in front of your face. Now open up your hands so that they're about six to eight inches apart, palms facing one another. So so this is the opening position. Now we're going to open as if doing a peck fly so that the elbows are wide. But you wanna do the opening with a great deal of force and then close them again about six to eight inches apart stopping in front of the face. So that's the movement. It's a it's a repetitive peekaboo slash peck fly movement, but we want to do it with great force. It is suggested here that you want to open and then stop suddenly with 
the power of 11,000 volts. So what we're doing is we're shocking the diaphragm. We're disrupting the energetic movement in the heart center. The chest cavity is sometimes called the agengranti. This is the place from which all fire-related activity, digestion, breathing, is processed, takes place. It is said regarding this kriya that when the diaphragm is in a, a lock, an energetic lock, we lose access to the free-flowing energy of our life force energy within the system. We can lose one-third of our vitality. So we want to shock the system, disrupt the energetic patternings that have been set in place, and open up the agangranti, the heart center. I personally find this kriya to be incredibly effective when I'm feeling that ache in my heart center. This is the invitation regarding this episode's content, is that we really want to take our focus and attention bring our awareness to the physical sensations in our body, locate them, recognize them without labeling them, and work to disrupt the energetic patterning, and then arrive into a deep relaxation where we're able to receive the energy of who and what we really are, inspired divine guidance, and restore ourselves to our soul path. So for me personally, when I am in a suffering state of pain in my heart center, this is one example of a very powerful way to disrupt that energetic patterning, open myself to stillness, expansion, and get on track, like change gears really fast. So that is the Kriya. Now, again, I will walk you through it once more and just say that a wonderful support in practicing this Kriya is doing it alongside a song called Tantric Har. Now, you can find various versions of the song Tantric Har on Spotify. Many of them will be in 11-minute formats, which is wonderful because you can simply put on the track and not have to time yourself. Now, the song repeats Har, Har, and on every Har is when you open the rib cage and close the hands quickly. So, again, elbows are bent. Hands are in front of the face, palms facing one another, six to eight inches apart, and you're going to be opening very quickly as if a peck fly, and then closing, stopping them very quickly, six to eight centimeters apart, and repeating that for 11 minutes. If you get tired, rest, take a breath, jump back in. And guess what? You will, like you will, you might get tired really quickly, but that's okay. Just rest quickly and jump back in and continue this for 11 minutes. Allow your focus and attention to deliver itself with full command, right? This is the commitment we've been talking about with full command to your intention, your intention of this Kriya. When I exercise this Kriya, I find I enter this pseudo-hypnotic state where I am feeling the vigor of the movement as if I'm doing an energetic extraction on the ectoplasmic cords of my rib cage. This might be getting a little too into it for you. This is just where I go. But I imagine cutting away and cutting open these energetic bonds. I imagine freeing myself. I imagine freeing myself from everything that is holding the agengranti, the rib cage, in a blocked state. 
and I focus with my full attention and focus with my warrior vision, I deliver myself to the fire of this movement. And when I get tired, which is sometimes every few seconds, like it's really challenging, I rest and I jump back in after a few seconds. And you continue and you continue and you continue and experience yourself, but deliver your focus and attention to your intention. Build the fire. Liberate your agencranti. Feel the life force energy vitality in your physical system and reach the edge of your sensation in the physical form. This is about the relationship between our focus and attention and our physical form. Find the focal point of your focus and attention to the experience in your body. Okay, at this time, I invite you to press pause on the podcast, play Tantric Har on whatever medium that serves you, Spotify, Amazon Music, I'm not sure, whatever it is, Continue for 11 minutes, and at the very end of 11 minutes, jump back in and meet me here. I will close you out. Okay, good luck. Oh my God, welcome back. How are you doing? Are you still are you still with me? Okay, so I'm so proud of you. Let's finish. Let's close the Kriya. Okay, so stay with me. This is the grand finale. You're going to take a deep breath in. And for 13 seconds, continue the movement. 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8. Seven, continue. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Exhale completely. Inhale one more time for eight seconds this time. Eight, seven, six, five. You're doing so good. Four, three, two, one. Exhale one last time for six seconds. Inhale. This is it. This is it. Inhale. Six, five. This is it. Four, three. Give it everything. Two. One, exhale, exhale, release, release. I am so proud of you. Experience yourself. Welcome to Shunia. Okay, so now is the perfect time to take a Shavasana, which means you lie down on a pillow on your back palms facing the sky, the back of the neck is long, and set a timer for seven minutes. Allow yourself to sink into the earth. Allow your nervous system to stabilize itself in this new normal. Breathe deeply. Enjoy this deep rest. Relax completely. So set the timer now for a seven-minute Shavasana. Pause the podcast and sit up and join me again when you're ready. And to close this session, I highly recommend bringing yourself to seated position with a tall spine, sitting cross-legged if comfortable. Hands in Gyan Mudra, which means bringing the pointer finger and the thumb tips together in an A-OK. The palms resting on the knees, hands face up. And with a tall spine, we want to engage the neck lock, Jalandabandh. And we can do this very simply by lifting the crown of the head to the heavens and drawing the chin into the chest. Very simple, effective action. 
And one final adjustment is engaging in mula band, which is a very, very lightly, in this case, applying a slight pressure to the navel, anus, and sex organs. This creates an energetic pressure. This creates a flow along the spine, from the base of the spine, through the major chakra systems of the body, up to the head. Hands and Gyan Mudra, palms face up, a slight pressure on the Mula Band, the root lock, the first chakra, and the Jalandara Bandha. And sit in this deep state of relaxation, eyes closed and focused at the third eye. Breathing deeply. Drinking in this deep relaxation. As your eyes are closed and gently focused at the third eye center, bringing blood flow and your attention and focus to the pituitary gland, the master gland, the third eye. Okay, and so just sitting here, breathing deeply, I invite you to pose a question to your higher energetic self in this expansive experience of Shania. Open yourself with the full commitment of your command to receive an imagery of your impassioned life. Breathe deeply and open yourself now to receive an image, to receive imagery of your impassioned life. Receive it now. How does it feel in your physical system? How does it feel in your body? To see this image, to receive it in your system. And sit here for as long as you like. Maybe it's 11 minutes. If that's the case, set a timer, pause the podcast, and join me when you're ready. Rest deeply. Following which we close by chanting one long satnam. Inhale in deeply. And chant satnam. And bowing deeply to yourself. And now is a wonderful time to journal if that resonates with you. But I deeply, deeply, deeply encourage you to recognize how your energetics have shifted because you, my friend, have just engaged in energetic alchemy and you can do that all the time. Much love to you. Much love to you. As always, don't ever hesitate to reach out, be in touch with me. I'll see you next episode. 
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Kuti Kundalini Podcast. If you like what you hear, please go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. And if you have a moment, it would mean the world to me if you took a moment to rate and comment on the material on Apple iTunes. This helps support my sole purpose of sharing these teachings into the world as Apple will promote my material based on this type of platform interaction. Additionally, I invite you to share this episode, share this podcast series on your social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, shout out from the rooftops, tell your friends in whatever way you feel called to do so. Again, it helps me to get these teachings, which are my sole purpose out into the world. And I thank you from my heart. And as always, please don't hesitate to be in touch with me with your questions, queries, your thoughts and feelings. I am here for it. You can find me on my platform, kirtikundalini.com. You can sign up for the email list, which is a great way to keep in touch with me. And it's where I will also share all of the opportunities to work with me individually, if this calls to you in any way. Thank you so much for being here. Lots of love. I'll see you soon.